0: Serving Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH!
1: this morning and that breeze is uh, chilly 45 degrees right now headed up to a whopping 52 (laughs) but they say it will be partly sunny most of the day tomorrow heavy however Let me get that out right. Tomorrow, however, however, I still didn't get it right. However, there we got it. Light rain. 45 hour high tomorrow. So, that is fall for sure. And, um, now as we look ahead, though, the rest of the week looks pretty good. And, in fact, on Saturday, Ohio will be hosting another football game at uh, Peden Stadium in uh, Soledge Field. Supposed to be 72 and sunny. Yippee. All right. Well, anyway, I'm Dave Palmer. Scott's here. Uh, Good morning. Art Turf, um, I assume, had no sponsor this morning. So, um, I thought you might do the honors. I was not expecting it. I I, I wasn't paying attention, I guess. Oh, well. But um, today is National (laughs) Bosses Day. It's National Pasta Day. Yum. National Mulligan Day. That's a golfing term, right?
0: Yes, but I think they mean it uh, not only for golfing, but to be able to be used in everyday life. Like, if something didn't turn out maybe exactly the way you wanted it to. You'll take a mulligan? Yeah, if you have the ability that uh, some people call it a do-over now. Oh, okay. So, you know, uh, just kind of like when we try to pronounce words here at <laughs> times. Try it. We, we we get to do a do-over. Okay. You know, that's, that's the beauty of live radio, right?
1: Now, here's one I don't really get. National Edge Day. So um, maybe we can look at that one. National
0: Edge Day.
1: It's National Black Poetry Day. It's National Clean Your Virtual Desktop Day. And by virtual desktop, of course, they're talking about like your computers. But National Edge
0: Day. It promotes a movement of youth refraining from using alcohol, tobacco, ah. and other Recreational drugs. Well. They go on to say that as part of the straight edge movement, teens and young adults pledge to live a clean lifestyle. Many who follow the movement also abstain from unhealthy food
1: choices. Well, uh, National Straight Edge Day. Um, I think they should have included that word. That would have helped a little Mm, bit. Yep. But not entirely. So this is good to know. Yeah. I've I've heard the expression, too, and I I
0: don't know if it has any redeeming value for a straight edge day, but uh, the expression of, if you ain't living on the edge, you're taking up too much space.
1: (laughs) Now, let me think about that. Oh, okay. (laughs) Help me with that. If you're not living on the edge, well, that would be good. That would not fit with this.
0: No, that's why I said if you it, it probably has no redeeming quality for straight edge day. Okay. It okay. that that is probably for thrill seekers more than anything else.
1: Hmm. Well, anyway, today, and I guess this is the first time I've mentioned it. It is October seventeenth, and of course the year is twenty twenty two. Um. Next Saturday we host a football game here at uh, Eden Stadium. Yep, and our opponent is the Huskies of Northern Illinois. Now, how are
0: they doing? they—they uh, they usually have a pretty good program each year. We'll—we'll um, uh, we'll give the Bobcats the edge on that one. You will. Um, but, you know, just like I said about the game this past Saturday, I. I thought the Bobcats had a pretty good chance to win, which they did, 33 to 14, and um, they they were the beneficiaries of uh, I think there were 10 turnovers by Western Michigan, five interceptions by the Bobcats, five fumbles recovered <laughs> by the Bobcats. So
1: Western hardly ever had the ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if they did, you know, they got it back for for a, a while and. You know, they i did you watch the game no, i watched
1: sir. it you did i did not
0: oh well i watched it and you know always glad for a bobcat victory but it wasn't real exciting for me um, yeah i'm glad the bobcats won but so, just didn't so have what that... what makes an exciting game for you? um a closer game okay. does number okay. 1 like the tennessee alabama game that was uh, Saturday afternoon. My goodness, that was a one heck of a game. Mm-hmm. Went back and forth. Uh, a closer game. Um, I don't know the Bobcats when they had the ball. Western Michigan's defense wasn't real good, or the Bobcats' offense was that much better.
1: But when you're a Bobcat
0: fan, oh yeah, yeah that's what I said the be at the beginning. I'm always glad for a Bobcat victory, but yeah, I just didn't see the the excitement of the long pass plays, the long runs by the Bobcats, you know, exciting punt return or exciting kickoff return. None none of that really happened. But, you know, they kept pounding the ball down the field and a few short passes here and there and into the end zone and of course, you know, Western Michigan was playing giveaway so... Saturday.
1: S- this coming Saturday, we host who?
0: Northern Illinois. They are two and five right now, and uh, one and two in the conference, and uh, th- they're not having a real good season. So I I look for the Bobcats to win uh, pretty big this weekend too. Uh, the Huskies have lost to Vanderbilt. Uh, they lost to Kentucky, a nationally ranked Kentucky team. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Ball State. In two overtimes, uh, they lost to Toledo, and they finally got a win on the board uh, this past Saturday at Eastern Michigan. Who? Uh, Eastern Michigan's not real doing real good this well uh, this season either, as well. So, anyway, I, I'm going to give the Bobcats a, another three-touchdown victory again this Saturday. Well, mm, they're pretty tough at home, and you know they. They play pretty well inside Peden Stadium there. I'll be there. Yep, kickoff is at 1 p.m. I'll be there. All righty. Well, let's see. Are they doing that? I want to check something here because I'm looking at Western Michigan's website, and they're on Central Time, I do believe. So let me check to see what the Bobcats website has it as. Uh, Yeah, the Bobcats website has it at 2 p.m. Yes. So 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Pre game at 1 on the flagship station of the Bobcats, WXTQ Power 105. There you go. And while we're on sports, you want to do some more? Okay. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. What a game yesterday. That's what people have told me. I somehow or other forgot about it. Well, it wasn't on TV. I mean, you couldn't. The only way you could see it is if you had the, uh, for instance, if you have direct TV, if you have the NFL Sunday ticket. Uh, you can watch all the games, so I was fortunate enough to be able to see that, but it was not on CBS. CBS was showing the Browns, Channel 10 was, and uh, Fox had the Steelers, and uh, who did they play? Um, they had the Steelers game on on uh, Fox, so we didn't get any local coverage here of the Bengals, but it was, it was quite a game. The Bengals and Joe Burrow. And Jamar Chase playing back in the uh, New Orleans Superdome there. I guess it's the Mercedes-Benz Dome now, but uh, that's where they won the 2020 College National Football Championship on that same exact field. And a lot of uh, LSU fans there in the in the stadium, rooting for uh, Joe bet. Jamar. Jamar is from New Orleans, so he a lot of a lot of family and friends there. And uh, they put on quite a show Joey was uh, 28 of 37 for 300 yards and three touchdown passes and he also ran for a touchdown too and Jamar Chase caught seven passes 132 yards and two touchdown pass receptions so the Bengals uh, now move to three and three I do believe it is and uh, the other teams in their division The Baltimore Ravens lost, and uh, the Browns were pounded, um, and the, let's see, Pittsburgh Steelers, they won. So the Steelers and Bengals both won yesterday. And Ohio State was idle on Saturday, and uh, they will play at home in the Horseshoe this Saturday against Iowa. kickoff is at noon, and that pregame will be about 10.30.
1: I don't understand a college football team being idle on a Saturday. It's it's an NCAA mandate, now. How, how long has this been in existence?
0: It's probably I want to say ten years. Oh maybe. really?
1: Yeah, Seven, eight, nine, 10 years. Okay. Yeah,
0: they require each team in the NCAA to have one bye week, so they're not playing every week, and you know, student athletes getting injured or giving them time to heal up. Maybe catch up on some academic work, things like that. But a lot of players go different ways. Some of them go back home for the weekend. Some of them stick around. Now, do uh, high schools have bye weeks? No. They keep right on going.
1: Well, anyway. um, Baseball playoffs. Are you
0: up to date on high school action? Um, I don't think we have it updated, but I do know that uh, the Bulldogs won their second game in a row, the Athens Bulldogs. Way to go. Yeah. And um, I want to say Nelsonville-York clinched uh, the TVC title over the weekend with a big win over, uh, I want to say, Vinton County. And that's mentioned that the TVC includes that. Yes, it does. There are two divisions, the Ohio division and the Hawking division. And I think Nelsonville-York has the best overall record, but I think Vinton County can still tie for the outright championship this weekend with a win, uh, and a Nelsonville-York loss. But Nelsonville plays, I believe they play at Athens this Friday. Wow. This week. So, uh, chances are Nelsonville-York uh, probably will be the favorite team there. And, um, you know, lots of high school exciting action coming well, out this weekend. But uh, baseball playoffs still in in uh, full swing. And surprisingly, three of the favorite teams at the beginning of the season have been eliminated, including the New York Mets, who spent a ton of money on trades and free agent signings. They were eliminated in the first round in the wild card playoff. Uh The Atlanta Braves, the defending World Series champion, has been eliminated and also a huge favorite to win the World Series, not just advance there, the Los Angeles Dodgers have been eliminated. So now it would be San Diego, the Padres, who beat the Dodgers, facing the Philadelphia Phillies, who eliminated the Braves, and uh, that will be for the National League Championship And uh, the Houston Astros await the winner of tonight's game, the Cleveland Guardians and the New York Yankees. The Yankees won last night to send it back to New York City for a Game 5 tonight, and that's a winner-take-all game.
1: I know this is a has-been topic. It's over with now, but I still... It is so difficult for me to say the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah, me too. And I don't see what was negative or disparaging or any kind of bad thing about their former name, Cleveland Indians. But obviously I'm not up on such things, and so they
0: made the change. Well, there's a sensitivity factor nowadays in today's society because back when the Indians were first named the Indians in the early 1900s, they used to be the Cleveland Spiders. You know, there was nothing about that. But now as society has progressed into time, there's a sensitivity level that is brought up. And quite frankly, we've said this before, I think it's an oversensitive type of reaction to something that is traditionally meant to honor a group. I thought so or an organization at the highest level of sports, it doesn't get any higher than Major League Baseball. the same same way with the NFL that the Washington Redskins had to drop their name too but you know those groups found it offensive and yeah. you know they kept pushing for the name change and team owner Daniel Snyder said no way he will ever change it and then he got uh, pressured by advertisers b- some of his big advertisers that were going to pull their advertising and their sponsorship so it kind of put the crunch on there same you know, with the miami redskins miami university you know we we still think of them at times so you know it just it's i, I don't know i i just think that it was certainly not meant to offend any group or organization but to compliment I and thought commend so. I always thought it was a, 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 a thing
1: complimentary of, thing
0: yeah an, a very honorable yeah. intention
1: oh well oh well but
0: you know we, we live in an oversensitive society now so you've you got to be careful what you label, what you say what you do
1: Let's uh, turn our attention to um, some news items in, out of the past. Okay. These, these would be historical events that happened on this date. On this date in history, October 17th, the year 1854, French and British forces bombard Sevastopol for the first time during the Crimean War. In 1907, Guglio Marconi's company begins the first commercial transatlantic wireless service between Glace Bay, Nova Scotia, Canada, and Clifton, Ireland. 1943, Burma Railway completed, built by the Allied POWs and Asian laborers, use of the Japanese army 1973 oil pec. I'm sorry OPEC
0: it might as well be oil peck
1: yeah well it, <laughs> it really was meant to be Yep. OPEC oil ministers use oil as an economic weapon in the Arab Israeli war mandating a cut in exports and recommending an embargo against unfriendly states.
0: And now they're using it as a weapon against us.
1: 2017, the Islamic State (coughs) Headquarters, Raqqa, Raqqa, R-A-Q-Q-A, however that should be said, declared under full control of U.S.-led alliance, by Syrian Democratic Forces, sometimes referred to as the SDF, after four months of fighting. Okay, let's do some birthdays. Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller was born on this date in 1915. He died in 2005. And... um, Wasn't he a
0: playwright? I'm going to
1: guess. That's my
0: recollection. Let's see here. Before I looked, I guessed that. Uh, Arthur Asher Miller was an American playwright, essayist, and screenwriter in the 20th century American theater. Among his most popular plays are All My Sons, Death of a Salesman, The Crucible, and A View from the Bridge. He wrote several screenplays and was most noted for his
1: work on the misfits. Okay, next f- famous birthday that occurred on this date was that of Evil Knievel. 18 I'm sorry, 1938 his birth, he died in 2007. Robert Craig, Evil Knievel,
0: was an American stunt performer and entertainer over the course of his career he attempted more than 75 ramp to ramp motorcycle jumps (laughs) he was inducted into the motorcycle hall of fame in 1999 i remember watching him many times and Mm -hmm. his just when he was knocked out a few times when he landed on the ramp it looked like his body was just jello flopping around everywhere but he survived every one of those jumps and he ended up passing away of pulmonary disease in Clearwater, Florida, in 2007 at age
1: 69. Eminem, um, celebrating his 50th birthday today. Eminem, he is a rapper.
0: Marshall Bruce, <laughs> Marshall Bruce Mathers. The third, known professionally as Eminem, is an American rapper and record producer. He is credited with popularizing hip-hop in middle America and is critically acclaimed as one of the greatest rappers of all time.
1: We have an attractive picture of a lady here. Mae, M-A-E, Jemison. J-E-M-I-S-O-N. She's celebrating her 66th birthday, and based on the picture, I would have to guess that she was an astronaut or something to that effect. That's exactly right. May Carol Jemison is an American engineer, physician,
0: and former NASA astronaut. She became the first black woman to travel into space when she served as a mission specialist aboard the space shuttle Endeavour.
1: One of our staffers is vacationing um, at Cape Canaveral this week. And uh, her husband is fascinated with uh, NASA and aerospace and stuff like that. So that's where they decided to take their vacation. <laughs> and
0: um, that's cool. Yeah, well, that, that gets we an just, all righty
1: then. We just got a, uh, what well they just launched a ship a couple of days ago. Of some nature. Yeah, SpaceX program. Yeah. Okay, two famous deaths to mention today. Frederick Chopin. Um, you should know he was a composer. Uh, a very well-known one. Yes, Polish composer. Born in 1810 but died on this date in 1849, so he really didn't live very long. No, he didn't. He
0: was also a virtuoso pianist of the Romantic period who wrote primarily for solo piano. His maintained worldwide renown as a leading musician of his era, one whose poetic genius was based on a professional technique that was without equal in his generation.
1: Excuse me. The last name uh, to, to really bring up, I think, is that of Robert McClure. Um, I, that doesn't ring a bell for me, but he was born in 1807, but died on this date in 1873. Robert McClure. 1807? Born, birth. Okay. Died in 1873 on this date. M-C-C-L-U-R-E.
0: He was an Irish explorer of Scots descent, and he explored the Arctic.
1: Arctic, A-R-C-T-I-C. It's, Arctic. A, it's really kind of amazing to think that here yet today, there are so many things we don't know about the poles. By poles, I mean Antarctica, um, Yes, he, in 1854,
0: also traversed the Northwest Passage by boat and sledge. Is that different from a sled? I guess so. He was also the first to circumnavigate the Americas.
1: When I was growing up, I I think I've mentioned this one before, there was a classmate of mine. And his father was a professor at Ohio State and extremely ahead of his time in the exploration of the Antarctica. And uh, Goldthwaite was his last name. And uh, just fascinating stuff. Well, in the news... um,
0: I want to see what a sledge is. A vehicle on runners for conveying loads or passengers over snow or ice often pulled by draft animals. Mm -hmm. There you have it, in case you were wondering.
1: I just had a hunch that it was something to that effect. Yeah. Okay, Hmm. how do we say this word? Belgorod, B-E-L-G-O-R-O-D. That is a. Um, it's, it's in the Ukraine, I think. To city in Russia.
0: Okay. It, oh, uh, it's a
1: Russian military training camp.
0: Yeah, north of the border with Ukraine, about forty it. kilometers.
1: Um, it says uh, ele- <clears throat> this is yesterday, or shall we say, in the last twenty-four hours? At least 11 people were killed and 15 others injured after two gunmen opened fire at a Russian military training camp. Well, this occurred on Saturday, targeting a group of soldiers who volunteered to fight in Ukraine. Reports suggest the pair who were killed during the attack had themselves volunteered and came from an unknown former Soviet state. It was unclear whether the attack was related to President Vladimir Putin's recent mobilization of forces, intended to add up to 300,000 additional troops to the war in the Ukraine. The effort has faced internal criticisms of poor training and ineffective management, while thousands of potential conscripts have left the country to avoid service. Russian officials said 16,000 newly activated troops have been involved in combat operations with more than 200,000 currently in the training process. Just a bit more, separately, reports accuse the Kremlin of carrying out adoptions, forced adoptions, removing children from occupied Ukrainian territory and placing them with Russian families across the country. Huh. That doesn't sound good. Um... Raleigh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Wake County prosecutors intend to charge the 15-year-old gunman in last Thursday's mass shooting there in Raleigh as an adult, citing the incident's mass loss of of, of life. Five people aged 16 to 52 were killed, including the shooter's 16-year-old brother, while two more were injured. Independent sources identified the suspect as a high school sophomore, Austin Thompson, his name, a resident of Headingham neighborhood, where the shootings took place, he reportedly fired at random in the street before moving to a nearly f- nearby forest trail, where he continued firing. Police apprehended him after a four-hour search in standby or standoff nearby. Officials have not reported what type of weapon was used. The witnesses have disclosed, uh, rather, have described seeing a long gun. Incidentally, the shooter was hospitalized in critical condition Thursday night, and a motive has not been announced. Just, why do these things happen? Good question.
0: Wish we could find the answer. Crabs. Some people say it's the guns. Some people say it's the people.
1: Crabs. The seafood? Yes. Uh, It says crab season canceled. Now let's see what they're getting at. Wildlife officials in Alaska last week, announced the cancellation of the fall king crab harvests in Bristol Bay for the second straight year and, for the first time, the winter snow crab harvest in the Bering Sea. The decision came after a survey revealed the continuing rapid decline of crab populations in both fisheries. The Bering Sea cancellation represents a significant economic hit to the Pacific Northwest, with fleets grossing roughly $280 million as recently as 2016. Data released last month estimated the number of mature male snow crabs in the Bering Sea had dropped more than 20% just in the past year. And, incidentally, last year was already a season that had already recorded the lowest catch in four decades. The relationship between crab size and water temperature is complex. However, scientists are studying the impact of a period of intense warming that occurred four years ago. Uh, A little final sentence here mentions that the female snow crabs can carry up to 100,000 eggs. And it takes seven to nine years for males to reach maturity. I mentioned, um, I think, probably more than once over my years on the air that I worked on a lobster boat in Maine. One summer. When you pulled up a trap, there were all sorts of things in it. And, um, of course, there were many lobsters. But you measured the back, that hard piece, from where the eye socket started to where the tail began. You had a fixed gauge. And if it was less than the gauge, you threw it back into the water to grow some more. If it was larger than the gauge, you would check to see if it was spawning or going to produce more, you know, what kind of basically what gender it was. And was it going to produce more lobsters? And if so, you threw it back in. So, the percentage, I don't know what percentage it was, of things pulled up that you could keep, maybe 1 in 10, was pretty small. Which is also why they're kind of pricey. But, um, at least it seems that in the lobster industry, they have been... Protecting um, the future growth or future, the future of that industry. We'll just put it that way. Okay. I have
0: a question. Question. Maybe I've asked you this or maybe you've answered this or maybe you have mentioned this without the question. How did you end up on a lobster boat? But how old were you? Was it college age?
1: And I'm going to say a young teen. Young teen? Yeah, I'm thinking that. 17, 18? No, young. Like before driving. Oh, 14, 15? Yeah. Um, my dad had worked a good bit up in Rockland, Maine. There was a family up there that were very... Um, Warm and welcoming. I lived in their home for the summer. Uh, My dad thought experiences were unique. And he thought this would be an interesting thing to experience. And it was. Maine, is a beautiful city. It holds what I would call the national annual Lobster Fest the first weekend of each August and it is just inundated with people the Lobster Fest is conducted on their uh, they have a little bay there and it's on the waterfront Uh, it hosts a number of nice restaurants as well Uh, it's just a beautiful place And the the next city to the, uh, just above it, is called Camden, another wonderful place. Folks, if you've ever wanted to vacation like up in Maine during the heart of the summer or something like that, I highly recommend it, particularly Rockland and Camden. I know them the best. Did that answer your question? Yeah, pretty much. I I
0: was I meant to ask you that one time, and I've had other people ask me how did he end up on a lobster boat. Yeah. So it was uh, basically an well, idea generated from your dad.
1: Absolutely, and I've had many of those situations. Yeah, well, you exposing know, exposing me to something different. Yeah, than my normal life.
0: Uh, Especially now, as you look back on it, you know, things like that that you experienced that probably not a lot of 14- or 15-year-olds would,
1: would you say? I I think it was unique. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Let's see here. The rest of this report. I think we can overlook. Um, let's bring this one over. Oh, golly, we only have, uh, seven minutes. Um. Well, there's a lot of political stuff going on. I'm reading this here, and I don't want to get into names or who is what, or who is who, or who wants what. But there's um, an unusually high amount of political seeking right now. Um, A lot of it has to do whether they were pro-Trump or anti-Trump. it's just, uh, if you watch the political ads that uh, are being aired on radio and television, I truly am a bit confused. And I almost think it's intentional. Um, or maybe it's my fault. But um, an election is coming up. We need to... Either we're going to be ignorant and just vote without knowledge. Or we're going to have to take a little bit of time and sort it out for ourselves. And I think of course the latter is what's desired. Um let's see, let's let's move on. Um see the Yankees we're leading up to the World Series, aren't we? Well
0: yeah, the the Guardians and Yankees play game five tonight of the Division championship series, and the winner take all of that game will move on to the American League championship series. You have a hunch? Well, they're being they're uh, the Guardians are tough when they play the Yankees. They just play like they've done this so many times before. Um, I've seen a lack of hustle on the Yankees recently in the last couple games, like not running out balls that they should have this is october this is the playoffs this is when you should be busting it Mm -hmm. and hustling um i think there's a lot more hustle that i'm seeing from the guardians um so it's a toss-up pitching is going to be determined this the guardians have a deeper bullpen available tonight which could play very well in their favor should they get the lead so uh I I don't know. It's it's tough. The Yankees are gonna have that crazy raucous crowd, as they say. That's gonna be going nuts if they if they get the lead and they score, uh, if they hit a few home runs. Yankees is gonna be tough to beat. However, again, like I said, the Guardians are playing with a lot of poise. So could see the Yankees have a multi-million dollar payroll. Some of these guys on their in their lineup are not producing to what they're being paid for. But, uh, I, you know, it's a, it's a tough one to call. The Guardians almost did it. The Guardians have been playing pretty well, and they hustle. The Yankees are loaded with talent, but they're not producing.
1: Well, I have one more story to share, and then we're out of time. Okay, even though the Yankees won last night. There's a, uh, an author, Cormac McCarthy. He's written a number of uh, books. Um, One was called The Road, another No Country for Old Men. Um, But, um, uh, he hasn't published since 2006, Incidentally, he's 89 years of age. And he's uh, releasing a book this week, I think. No, I guess it's next week. Two books, actually. The The Passenger is one, and Stella Maris is the second, and that'll be in December. And these books have intertwined narratives, they focus on tortured, young, mathematical prodigy and her brother. Um, and the New York Times is saying these are quite remarkable books. Um, I My wife was an avid reader. I am not. Uh, it's interesting how People are so different in so many ways. Um, But thank goodness, right? Sure. Otherwise, we'd all be doing the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that would make things rather boring. (laughs) Um, Anyway.
0: You almost said that like Wyoming. Yeah, well. (laughs)
1: Wyoming was not boring for me. It doesn't sound like it was. But um, it's a different lifestyle to be certain. Well, once again, to all the bosses out there, today is National Bosses Day. To all you pasta lovers, you're in great shape. Yum. It's National Pasta Day. And... um, Clean up that virtual desktop today, won't you? That's um. That's your computer. All right, be careful out there, and we'll see you again tomorrow on a Tuesday edition of the Party Line.
0: In our seventy-second year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W A T H.
1: news on the hour. Presented by Indeed.com.
0: I'm Vicky Barker in London. Good morning Kyiv. The BBC's Paul Adams is in the Ukrainian capital. The smoke rising from an office building where we saw flames earlier this morning, but there's still smoke there. And across the road, what looks to be a slightly more urgent scene, large amounts of smoke still billowing from what we believe is a residential building. There's a crane already there and we've seen lots of rescue workers arriving all the time midterms tensions as voting gets underway in one key southern state
1: early in-person voting in the midterm elections begins today in georgia amid threats to and harassment of poll workers vanessa montgomery is poll manager in bartow county if i allow people to intimidate
0: me like that and
1: take